0: Views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers.
1: We have got an energy going on today. Uh, thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. You're listening to The Dr. Pat Show. I'm Dr. P. I'm joined by my main man, Mr. B. Hello, B. What up? Oh, how are you doing today? Well, thank you. Uh, pretty good? Yeah. you kind of, you know, getting ready to go? Re- re- ready, rearing to go. Sharpening everything up on Sharpening, the sites. Shar- sharp- I've got everything go. on my sites. Yes, Ms. Thank, Thank you very much. I'm getting ready for American Idol myself. No. No. I'm done with I American know. Idol. I know, I'm having my little... It's all about The Voice, Pat, The Voice. I know, I watched The Voice. Did you hear, like, uh, what is it? Adam and Christina are leaving The Voice? Did you hear that?
3: No, it's not Adam and Christina. Who is it? CeeLo and Christina.
1: Oh, CeeLo and Christina. They're taking
3: a hiatus.
1: They're taking a hiatus. That's, I don't know. What does that even mean? It's uh, taking a hiatus. I've got
0: other things to do. That means
1: it's a bad, if that means I got to get me a record out because I haven't had a record out in a long, a long time. Gots to get me a record or something. something. I don't know. I don't know. It's a, you watch The Voice. Everybody's watching The Voice. Linda's even watching The Voice. Well, our very own and local talent, Michael Wassman,
3: was during the uh, blind auditions and did very well. And I've seen him live
1: before a couple years ago at the Edgewater down in Seattle. And great musician, and I'm glad he's on. And he's on uh, CeeLo's team, so Team CeeLo. All right there, Benny has... Spoken. Big fan. Benny, big fan. Welcome everyone. We've got a great show for you today. Uh before we kick it off with our very special guests, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here, we will be talking about right body for you. This has been a major issue. Major issue for me personally. Did I dare did I just say that on air right now? You did. Did I do that? Say that, Benny? <laughs> But before we do, I'm gonna pull a prosperity card before I have to get all confessing to these two again. Here we go.
0: Now here's Dr. Bat's prosperity message of the day. Woo-hoo! Yeah, baby.
1: <laughs> yeah, baby. Here we go. Heidi, I love you for making these cards, girl. Prosperity law number 41. I believe in myself, Benny, and my unlimited potential. I believe in myself and my unlimited potential. Oh, this is going to be so good for today's show. Uh, Feel confident about your ideas and abilities. You have deep resources of untapped inner strength. Believe in the power to change and become the person you've always, I don't mean part-time. I'm saying Always. Can you feel me on this? Always wanted to be. Yeah, now you just got to figure out who that is. Well, here's today's show. You ready for it? This is really interesting because I, this is a topic, I, I'm, I, it's amazing how, how, how these guys do this every time we're going to do a show with them. They pick a topic that has been right up in my face. And, you know, I don't think I'm alone on this. Right Body for You with Access Consciousness founders Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here. Gary uh, and Dr. Dane, of course, have been on the show on, uh, as regulars. And here's, here's what they've done. You know, 20 years ago, Gary started to develop Access Consciousness. And the purpose for developing this was to find a different way of functioning in the world and to find that world of possibility. His purpose with access is to create a world of conscious uh, consciousness and oneness where consciousness includes everything and judges nothing. And we're going to talk about the body today. Uh, I feel a healing coming on and joining uh, as well, Dr. Dane here, international speaker, co-founder of Access Consciousness, author, and someone that travels all over the world. Uh, His amazing techniques, his message uh, has changed so many people and his approach to life and what life means has been uh, only surpassed by his ability and a commitment to show up and help thousands of people live their best lives these two together make the tag team of higher consciousness and we are grateful to have them on the show all right gary dr dean welcome to the show thanks dr pat
4: nice to be with you dr pat how you doing
1: well i'm doing okay but this is one of those topics i'm just telling you this is yes, the whole body thing I'm talking about it uh, this is the body thing yeah yeah Yeah, that thing, the thing that you're
4: really would like to love while really not loving as much as you should while thinking that if it just looks perfect, then you'll love it. But you judge it so much, it can't ever look any different than the way you're judging.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? It doesn't matter what you look like in the mirror. Here's what I've discovered. Maybe you could talk to this because this is what part of what our show is about today. You know, my sister, my sister, Joyce, is it was an absolute stunning stunning woman. You, you know what I'm saying? Beautiful woman, gorgeous woman, uh, beautiful green eyes, gorgeous blonde curly hair, absolutely a perfect body. Every time she looked in the mirror, she was never good enough. Never good enough. And I, I just wonder h- how widespread is this? I mean, we talk about uh, different obsessions. We talk about, you know, being in a stage where there are so many critical ideas about who we are. But, wow, I don't know that I have met very many people in my life that believe that they are perfect just the way they are. Why do you think that is?
3: Well, from my point of view, because nothing's perfect mm. to start with. But mm-hmm. the thing is, it's like nobody looks at their body with gratitude. They look at it with judgment. And we're mm. taught to judge our bodies from the
4: beginning i think that's the biggest difficulty is we're literally taught to judge from moment one as though that is the only thing that's actually true and the interesting thing is like you pointed out with your sister and it's true with so many people on the planet it's like it's not what you see in the mirror it's your point of view about what's in the mirror that actually creates the reality that shows up for you right. so what we're about is how do you change the point of view you have
3: that most often is just, let's face it, friggin' insane. Mm-hmm. Totally insane. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, I was a kid, it's like my mother wanted me to, you know, like scrub my face and stuff because I was getting to the zit age. And, uh, you know, it's like, and she was going, you're going to get zits. I mean, you're going to, you know, it's like, if you're not careful, you're going to look like that guy over there. And she pointed yeah. out this guy who had pock marks on his face, but he was really good looking. Big mistake, mom. I went, I'd love to look like him. I have pockmarks in exactly the same place as he did. Wow. And it's like, wow. Don't point out somebody who's good looking and say you don't want to look like them. Why not somebody who's ugly as hell and tell them you don't want to look like them? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's,
4: it's an entertaining story that points out the power that we actually have to create our bodies from our choices and our judgments and our points of view, and people don't even realize it. People, A-
1: absolutely not. We do not realize that. This is why I, I'm so excited about today's show. We do not realize that. You know, we, we even believe at some level that we can move mountains, but when it comes to our own bodies, you know, you think that we could believe that that 10 pounds that's hanging on us, that we could get off. You know, well, and
4: that's- the really weird part is, you know, I was in, uh, I was reading an article, you know, I get these chiropractic magazines, because I'm still a chiropractor. Yeah. And, you know, this lady was talking about, you cannot get people to stop drinking Coke, and they should stop drinking Coke. And I was like, you know what, I used to have those points of view, too, which meant that every time I drink a Coke, I'd get this low blood sugar. Now, if my body says, give me a Coke, I'm like, happily, and I never have that low blood sugar thing I used to have, just from changing my point of view. And so it's this, And this has happened with hundreds, if not thousands of people that have come to Access who, who told us about it. And so it's this interesting thing where your point of view creates your reality about your body. And if you have the point of view that you can't change it, that's the reality you end up creating.
1: You know, one of the things that I, I wanted to talk about is the how, we, how we prevent, if I could just ask you this question, um, how, how to prevent absorbing different points of view. What do I mean by that? Well, look, Benny and I were just talking about we watch The Voice on television, right? And I have a friend that every time we watch television, doesn't matter what we watch, she mutes the commercials. We never, you never hear the commercials, and, in, and at the same time, we're faced with notions and points of view that there must be something out there that we should do to change who we are, to change the way we look, whether it's eating avocado today or whether it's not eating any fat at all. How do we step into the world where we don't let these point of views become our reality
4: well, I think first is recognizing that ninety-eight percent of your thoughts, your feelings, and your emotions actually aren't yours. They're stuff you pick up from the world around you. So, what that means is ninety-eight percent of the judgments you have of your body that keep you from changing it aren't yours either. They're the stuff you picked up from the world
3: around you from the time you were young mm. that you've been buying and trying to make yours.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: When when Dane and I used to go work out at the gym when we were home long enough to do such things, <laughs> and we back work, in the day, back in the day, <laughs> and we would would go to the gym and it's like I would begin to feel sick and I'd walk in the door and I'd start to feel sick and all of a sudden I began to realize I'd watch these people and they'd be looking in the mirror and working out their bodies and pumping iron like crazy and they'd be judging their bodies at the same time with how horrible they were and these were people who had beautiful bodies it's like their bodies were beautiful but you'd see them judge their bodies For being not good enough, not enough, and work the thing to death. And I watched that occur and I went, What's wrong with this picture? And I realized not one of them was asking their body what it wanted to look like. They were trying to force it into look like something it couldn't look like. And they were, you know, they were doing it by force. And that Mm -hmm. no pain, no gain Mm -hmm. is a reality. But that's one of the things we buy big time.
1: Oh my gosh, we're going to take a short break when we come back. We're going to be talking about uh, what does it mean? What what, hap- what what you know, what would happen if we actually believe that our body had its own consciousness? You know, how could we talk with that, the other thing we're going to do when we come back, we have uh, copies of five copies of just a hot off the press, uh, just released new book, Right Body for You, uh, by Gary Douglas. We're going to be giving away copies of that as well. If you have questions that you want to get on on air about something that may be going on with you that you want some help with around your body you can call us at 1-800-930-2819 or you can send us a question through our instant feedback message at the or transformationtalkradio.com let's take a short break when we come back more with Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here we'll be right back
0: Feeling bogged down by your daily grind? Not living up to your greatest potential? Then it's time to turn up the heat and get real with what truly matters, be it family, career, wellness, spirituality, or anything else that fuels your inner flame. Join Fire It Up with CJ as this respected life coach talks to a wide range of experts and everyday people for their inspiring and unconventional ideas to help you make the most from your life equal parts heartwarmer, cheerleader, and butt-kicker, C.J. Lou draws on her extensive experience in business and life coaching, along with her intuition and playful humor, to address meaningful topics with truth and irreverence. It takes just one spark to ignite a fire. For dates and showtimes, visit www.fireitupwithcj.com or www.transformationtalkradio.com.
1: That's Naked coffee.com And check out Camano Island Coffee Roasters. Are you tired of being tired?
5: Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know the adrenal glands, the workhorse of the body? They are the means by which you position yourself in life for whatever comes your way. Tiny but mighty, producing hormones the body uses to promote energy and vitality. These adrenals determine how you respond to stress and when depleted, The body loses its ability to function powerfully when we need it most. The much-needed adrenaline or epinephrine is not available for emergency situations. Cortisone and cortisol, the longer-acting anti-stress adrenal hormones, can also become depleted due to the pace of our everyday lives. We overwork and undernutrition our most powerful ally that helps us to live the lives we desire. We are able to determine the optimum function of the adrenals and put your system back in balance. Contact us today to feel powerfully energized at 888-777-4232 or visit us at maryjanemack.com. Stop. Get out of that car. Stop living your life in the passenger seat. Tune in to TransformationTalkRadio.com and let us help you drive.
1: Ah, there he is, George Michael. Thank you, Benny. Thank you so much. Yeah, just uh, reminiscing right there. Just a little shake your booty, shake your booty music. Joining me here today, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here. What we're going to do is we, as I said before the break, we have copies of this hot off the press, Gary's brand new book, Right Body for You. And for those of you uh, that would love to receive this, we'll give it to the first caller. We're going to take the first caller that gives us a shout we would love to give you a copy of this book, uh, 1-800-930-2819, 1-800-930-2819. Uh, Gary, before we jump into the question, tell folks a little bit about the book, if you don't mind.
3: Well, the book is actually a result of a bunch of classes that we did, which was to try and give people that sense of contact with their body that most people don't have,
1: uh-huh.
3: like you know, it's like I was, you know, it's like my mother had the clean, clean plate club. And I got in serious trouble because I'd say, can't you send the Brussels sprouts to China? Uh-huh. The starving children in China is what I was always told. And I got in trouble about that a lot. But I was always looking at, why do I have to eat this? It doesn't taste good. I don't like it. <laughs> but my mother was, you know, a cook from the South. Green beans. The only thing that made them taste good was the fact that they were cooked with bacon because you, you know, it's like all vitamins and stuff were like soaked out of them through hours of cooking them on the stove. And there was nothing left except sort of this greeny mush that had some bacon in it. Thank God. Mm -hmm. You know, and lima beans. Oh, my God. You cooked those in water and poured the water out and gave the kid the lima beans that were shriveled up and looked like, you know, fingers that had been in the water too long just horrible and they they went from green to almost white so i grew up on that kind of food and i kept thinking i don't like food and i didn't but what i began to learn is it was a gift in truth because i never looked to food as the source of anything except a miserable night mm.
1: Mm. you and i it, have that in common uh we both have uh my stepmom was from the south yep absolutely from the south uh, and uh, you ate a lot of things that you weren't quite sure what they were right there on the table. You know what I'm saying? And
3: weren't sure you wanted to know either.
1: Uh, you know, we didn't want to know. And I, I shared this story on the air that forever, really, I think for until, I, until we were all like 13 and we actually caught my mother one day, um, we would get on Friday, <clears throat> we would get um, what we were told were fried clams and they were chitlins.
4: Yeah,
1: <laughs> that we, that we were told fried clams and they were chitlins. And then one day we came home from school early and we walked in and the smell of what that was boiling in that pot. That was enough. And that was when we discovered we were eat, eating meat on Friday. Oops. Oh God! Oh, gotcha. How do you like that point of view? <laughs> do you know how many Hail Marys and how far I had to do? over that one but you know there are a few a a, a ton of them Uh, but you know let's talk about this about talking to the body because i know that for a large part of my life and i don't know if you guys know this but my sister passed away on a hospital floor at 450 pounds wow and um yeah and uh, i mean some of the things that you grow up with and saying to yourself about your body don't actually treat it kindly. So let's talk about what you guys mean when you say um, talking, talking to your body.
3: Well, probably that, in fact, one of the things we teach people is that, you know what, you got to ask your body what it wants, not decide what you want. And it's like the first chapter of the book is actually written by this wonderful woman, Danielle Carter, who's teaching these Right Body for You classes now all over the United States and the world. And so she, what she did is she was a size 18, and she started doing what we said in Access, talk to your body and ask it what it wants to eat. And she did, and she would eat, you know, like 10 or 12 peanut M&Ms or, you know, have a Coke or something. And she went from a size eighteen to a size eight in three months. Wow. By just asking her body what it wanted to eat. And you know it's like, And she
4: didn't go on a diet. She just literally if her body wanted something, she would eat it. Sometimes it was salad, sometimes it was fruit, sometimes it was meat, sometimes it was M M&M, M, sometimes it was Coke. But she actually started developing a communication with it that allowed and and just that communication oftentimes starts changing the tide of the sort of disconnection most people feel from their bodies and the need to judge it. Hmm. Because when you're connected with someone or something, you automatically have less willingness to judge it because you actually get it as the the consciousness it is or the, the thing that it is, like the friend that it is. Uh-huh. And that started developing, and this started changing her body size dramatically. The
1: other you, thing... Yes, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry.
3: The other thing is we told her not to get on the scale. Aha! Uh-huh. Never get on a scale and see how much you weigh. Because, A, your weight changes according to, you know, a whole lot of things. But, you know, it's like if you develop more muscle mass, Mm -hmm. you actually don't lose weight, quote-unquote, but you lose size. Mm
1: -hmm.
4: And
3: she literally did not get on the scale, did not look at anything. She just noticed that her clothes were falling off. Yeah. So she went and bought a new one.
1: I love that. I love that. I'm getting ready to do that myself. Uh, because I paid attention to what you two say uh, <laughs> Seriously, and no, and I'm not going to get a bigger size. You see, going to get a smaller size. I'm... Um, we have a question that comes in, uh, that came in from Cheryl in Seattle. And I think this is really, uh, talking uh, to exactly what you guys are saying. She could use a little help. You ready for this? Here she goes. Hey, Cheryl, thank you so much for your question, because I have a feeling that you're representing a lot of women out there right now. Uh, I hate my cellulite, but I keep getting more. How do I get rid of it? This has got to be a question that, you know what? Can you feel the millions of women right now saying, okay, we're going to get an answer to this?
3: Good. So here's the answer. Mm. What you hate, you create. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Love All it. Right. Tell it how beautiful it is and it'll go away.
1: Cheryl, are you ready to do that? Okay, so let's talk a little bit about how she might go about this very specifically. Uh, let's well, assume that I, we, you know, she's cause she knows where the cellulite is on her body, right?
3: Yeah, well, she might, you know, just, you know, just take her hands, rub it down that sweet area, and say, thank you, body, for putting up with me. Mm. What would you like to change and how would you like to look? And thanks for being here, Cellulite, because I know that I'm abundant.
1: Hmm. So thanks
3: for being there, and it will start to disappear.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and hate is a really strong word, right? But you know that that um, Cheryl is just representing, you know, how many tens of millions of people in this country okay. that are feeling that same way and really just keep saying those words.
3: Yeah, well, most people hate their body. Mm-hmm. They consider their body a chore, and it's like we're taught that our body is, you know, this terrible thing that we have to put up with until we become the infinite being we are that can go to heaven.
1: Right, right.
3: And it's like, uh, hey, you know, it's like, I'm sorry, what if your body was a gift? Are you looking at it as a gift? Or are you looking at it as a punishment?
1: hmm. Well, you know, we have Mary, uh, which I'd love to take uh, after the break, Benny, um, because it isn't just about how you look. But I, but I would love for both of you to talk about, you know, what happens if and Mary, please call back. What happens if your body uh, is not operating the way you want it to work? What happens if it's not well? How do we talk to our body then? How do we fight against some of the things that we are hearing from the multiple points of view that we may get from doctors. Uh, Mary, please give us a shout back. 1-800-930-2819. Let's take a short break. We will be right back with the Dr. Pat, uh and Dr. Dane here joining us here today. Gary Douglas, accessconsciousness.com is the website. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back.
5: Wouldn't you love to reclaim your own healing power and create a life filled with vitality, excitement, and fun? This is available at your fingertips through our groundbreaking Audio Infusion of Gratitude meditation. When you infuse yourself daily with the essence of gratitude, you uplift your own sense of well-being I am so grateful for your guided meditation. I've been using it daily for a week and I'm seeing the love of things more with upward curves to my lips. Your gift is one of true healing and helps me
1: as a mother of three young children struggling with a difficult marriage. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
5: Transform the quality of your life with the Infusion of Gratitude 20 Minutes Meditation and watch the life of your dreams unfold before your eyes daily use of this powerful meditation raises your awareness and welcomes health wealth and enriched relationships join our infusion of gratitude community today and receive your free mp3 audio infusion of gratitude meditation visit us at explorationgratitude.com For more information, visit SherryDillard.com.
2: When it comes to understanding the benefits of ionized water, Dr. Peggy Parker is the ultimate resource. But when it comes to providing the best selection of high-quality water ionizers and the accessories to make it look beautiful in your kitchen, call on YNR Marketing. With our help, you can make this antioxidant-packed water in your own kitchen for only pennies a glass. In fact, if you call us today, you can even try the water free. So don't delay. Call us at 877-25-WATER. We also offer a wide range of pre-filters to help deal with chlorine, chloramines, fluoride, lead, and pesticides to ensure you're drinking the highest quality water available. We even solve hard water issues. If you have questions, we have the answers. So call us today at 877-25-WATER. That's 877-25-WATER. Or visit us on the web at trythewaterfree.com. Again, that's trythewaterfree.com.
3: Transformation, transformation, transformation talk radio.
5: Transformation, transformation, transformation talk radio. radio TransformationTalkRadio.com, transforming the world one listener at a
1: time. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat show. This is talk radio to thrive by Uh, before we kind of jump in again. I just want to make sure that you know how to find out more about the workshops, um, the seminars, all of the great things that Gary um, and Dr. Dane are doing. And the way to do that, it's real. It's really simple. You can go to the website, accessconsciousness.com accessconsciousness.com And we'd also love to give away uh, another copy of the book, Hot Off the Press. And the book is Right Body for You. And so we'd love to do this by um, having the first caller that uh, calls into the show. Uh, Benny will uh, pick up uh, and get your information. Uh, 1-800-930-2819. And Cheryl, if you have a follow-up question through instant feedback, please send that in. Um, Gary, uh, Dr. Dane, we had a caller that, uh, you you know, uh, had to go, but a question was about fibromyalgia. And I wanted to talk about this for a minute and what your experience has been in working with people with fibromyalgia or working with people that had some other kind of chronic illness, um, tell me a little bit about how, number one, you go about that, and what kind of results have you seen?
3: Well, it's like what we do is we ask the question, what do you love about having this? Yeah. Creating this, actually, because we are we are the source of creation. One of the things that we had studied and discovered, like, quite a while ago, 12, 15 years ago, is that if you intersect a molecule of your body, the... Uh, not a molecule, a cell of your body, with your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions. You actually change its shape, and it becomes elliptical, and that begins disease. Now, interestingly enough, about three years ago, in a scientific magazine, they said that they had just discovered that when you intersect a molecule of your body, or not a molecule, but a cell of your body with your thoughts, feelings, or emotions, it causes it to ellipticize and is the beginning of disease. So it's our thoughts and our feelings and our emotions that we're using to create this stuff. So the first thing I ask somebody is, what do you love about creating fibromyalgia? Usually I get an angry response. <laughs> but if- more times than not,
4: the first question provokes a bit of anger on the person's part because people are functioning from the point of view that I'm not creating it and I certainly don't love anything about it, except for something that dynamic, that, that huge in your life to be there, There has to be something you love about it. Otherwise, you wouldn't continue to create it. You would choose something different.
3: Yeah. And then the next question we ask is, what are you dying to get out of with fibromyalgia? Because with a terminal disease of any kind, there's some point of view that you have that that you're creating from. And the other
4: thing that we do is we add the access clearing statement, which, you know, so in other words, once we say, okay, what do you love about creating this? Our question is, cool, now that you have that awareness, will you now undo it? Will you now let that destroy point of view and go? It all. Yeah, will you destroy and uncreate it? And if the person says yes, we run the clearing statement, and that takes a piece of that away so that they can actually start to perceive different possibilities. And then we do it again until we get to the one thing that is the the sticker, the clincher for them. You know, Gary worked with the lady who had breast cancer and said, What do you love about creating cancer? And she just about smacked him. Until, you know, he ran several layers of this, asking this question, running the clearing statement to undo what was there, and finally she realized, oh my God, I'm dying to get out of my relationship, and this way I can do it, and I can be the martyr, and my family will gather around me, and they'll show me that they love me, and she would not actually consider another possibility, so she ended up dying of it. But other people who've been willing to consider other possibilities, like, oh, This is what I'm doing. I don't need to do this anymore. They
3: allow themselves to change it. Mm -hmm. The thing is that, you know, it's like these terminal diseases, it's like we've gotten results on so many different levels. It's like I had a young lady who had HIV. She had one sexual experience and got HIV. And it's like she came and she did access classes for a year, and her doctors kept saying, but it's, you know, it's like the levels are going down. And then one day it disappeared. And it was gone. She was fine. I've had people who had AIDS, and we worked with them, and their T-cell counts went from, like, 50 to 450, and then they got AZT, and they were dead in a year. Mm. It's like, I don't know, my point of view is if you're starting to get better doing something, you might want to consider, consider keeping doing it. Right. But that was my point of view. And it's like the things that we don't have major success with is, like, MS.
1: Mm-hmm. We
3: get about a 50% result with that. With cancer, 50%. Although, according to MD Anderson, they only get a 35% result.
1: Uh-huh.
3: Yeah. Pretty amazing, huh? It is pretty and, amazing. And then also um, obesity, Obesity, we only get about a 50% result.
1: Let's talk about that for a moment, can we? Um, sure. Because I, I, I think I mentioned during the last segment that, you know, my sister... Uh, uh, my older sister at the time um, passed away on the hospital floor at about 450 pounds, I would say. And I think I'm estimating a little bit low with that. Um, and I had watched her go from different points of time where she wasn't that weight. And um, and I I asked her a question once and i don't i don't remember exactly uh gary dr dane how i asked the question I, I i but i would say given where i was in my youth it probably was very direct and i probably said something to her well don't you want to change i mean don't you want to lose that weight right like that yeah. and she turned to me uh sitting in her chair as the spaghetti sauce and the meatballs were cooking on the stove uh, in probably one of the most dangerous neighborhoods in Yonkers, New York, with her door open and people coming in and out. And she said to me, why would I want to do that? Look around you. Look at all the people that show up here from a place of love. And I never really understood that answer until I got older. But it absolutely served her to be exactly the way she was.
4: Yeah. And and that's the thing with all of these conditions we're talking about. Somewhere, for whatever that person's point of view is at the time, it serves them. You know, and the reason we're only able to get a 50% result or that we're able to get a 50% result is because it's always the person's choice, and it's, you know, and Nobody would create anything that didn't serve them. And I know that can sound weird if, if you've looked at things in your life and you hate them and you don't want them to be there. But if you t- start looking from this other point of view of exactly that, how is this actually serving me in the weird way I can't even figure out? And then if you add a tool like this clearing statement to literally change it, you have other options for how you can get something even greater from a different way that don't have to hurt your body so much. And that's what we share with people.
1: Mm. Let's talk for a minute about what the clearing statement is, especially for Cheryl that called in earlier um, about cellulite, if we could do that. Um, Because, uh, you know, folks want a new way. That's why you both are so popular. That's why Access Consciousness is all over the world. You know, we, we, we want to know.
4: People are definitely looking for something different. So what we do when we work with somebody is we... Ask them a question or talk to them about something to bring up the energy of whatever this is. So for example, you could say, Okay, so what and please, what do I love about my cellulite? There you go. What
3: do I love about my cellulite? And everything that is time to God billions and it's like and it's not gonna be a cognitive answer. It's like these energetic answers that are weird and those are the ones that trap us the most.
4: Yeah, they're the ones that trap us the most because we can't even put words to it. We can't even say to somebody, here's what's going on, so we can't even get clear in our own world What's sticking us? But when you ask this question, an energetic answer comes up. So something will something will show itself. So you go, what do you love about creating cellulite? Everything that is, will you destroy and uncreate it, please? Right and wrong, good
3: and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyond. Now, you've heard it once. So all you have to do is say all that all that crazy shit that guy, I mean, all that crazy stuff that guy said the other day. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, and that's really what it is. I mean, it, it it is being able to first ask you yourself that question, and I think that is powerful in itself. It took me a really long time, you know, to ask those questions of myself. Actually, I had to be out in a desert, like for like ten days or twelve days, which however long it was, and three of those with just water, sitting out uh, with no real shelter for me to be able to even entertain that question. Um, And what you're saying is you don't have to go to those uh, lengths to make that happen. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about this idea of obesity as well. You know, here we are, and what we're saying is we're part of a nation where obesity has clearly gotten out of control, right? Uh, It isn't just with people that uh, are—I mean, for a while, and you guys know this, for a while— Yeah, and any of the women out there that have gone through menopause, we were just labeled with the obesity thing, right? But now it's showing up in our young people. It's showing up in every generation out there. And so is that question uh, also, does that question work for folks as well? I mean, can we talk about that for a little bit? I mean, what do you say to a 12-year-old, you know, that weighs 150 pounds?
3: Well, I would start talking... You know, I would start talking to the parents, because basically what the parent's doing is thinking they're nurturing their kid by feeding them. It's like one of the things that we've discovered in this is like when babies are, you know, crying, people will stick a bottle in their mouth to get them to be quiet.
1: Uh-huh. And so
3: they learn that the way to create a sense of peace is to eat. And that's been trained in the kids from the time they start.
0: Mm. So,
3: stick a bottle in their mouth, feed them. They must be hungry. They don't ask the kid a question. Okay, the baby knows what's going on. Okay, like my grandson, it's like his mother doesn't stick a bottle in his mouth. She goes, what do you want? You want your diapers changed? You want to move around? What do you? And it's like and he always wants to move.
4: That's That's 90% of the reason he gets fussy is because he wants to move. The other nine, 9% of the time he wants to eat, and the 1% of the time he wants his diaper changed. Yeah. And those are basically his requests with his, with his crying. But most parents have never been taught to ask that. They've been taught to stick a bottle in their mouth and shut them up. So it's, it does two things with that. Number one, it creates the place in somebody's world where they believe that the only thing they can really ask for is to be fed, and that that is their primary need, and the only need that can actually be fulfilled and the only thing they can ask for. And then also it creates this place where that becomes, the like Gary was saying, the only thing they can have for comfort.
3: You know, and like with your sister, when she said, look at the loving, okay? And it's like, literally, it's like, who are you eating for? Are you eating for your body? Because what your body needs, are you eating for, And you know, like your sister was eating to prove that she was loved.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, is that love?
1: Mm, yeah. Yeah.
3: You know, and that's like, I've watched on these, you know, some of these television programs where you have people who are like six, 800 pounds and the people say, you know, it's like, you've got to stop feeding them. And they go, I can't. What do you mean you can't? Well, it's like, it's so enjoyable to them. It's the only thing I can give them that gives them a sense of comfort. Well, it's like you're creating, you're creating a situation that is monstrous under the guise that it's comforting. mm-hmm So, you know, you got to look at what you're actually creating from, and it's like the biggest question you can ask is, whose hunger is this? I had a lady who was doing one of the classes that I was doing on bodies, and I said, ask, you know, when you think you're hungry, ask, whose hunger is this? And she called me up, and she goes, oh, my God, I've lost 20 pounds in the last month just by realizing that my desire for donuts at work was never mine. That question whose hunger is this erased my hunger, and I no longer had a desire to eat donuts. I was eating for everybody else who wanted donuts. Mm. I had no idea. I said, yeah, what you had no idea about was you were that aware and that psychic, and we all are.
1: Oh, I love it. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the body and its relationship to emotions in more detail. You know, does grieving serve us? How does it show up in the body? When do we know we've grieved enough? Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. About sensationalizing individuals' setbacks. Powerful, inspiring. They focus on an amazing, innovative broadcast network.
3: You can learn a lot.
1: That helps people rise up. That helps people become empowered.
3: Empowered living radios
1: where you can find it. That helps people say yes to standing in the abundance and amazement that is their life. Empowerment, transformation, talk radio is one of these networks.
2: Transformative radio show that will change your
1: life. Won't you join us? Join us on transformation talk radio. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show and Transformation Talk Radio. Hey, for more information about us, I want to give a shout out as well. Make sure you guys fill out the survey. We would love to hear from you. Uh, go to uh, www.1150kknw.com. And of course, you heard about this all the time. We would love to hear from you. We're also sending an email out uh, to our 10,000 followers to make sure all you guys out there have an opportunity. Right now, uh, Dr. Dane here and uh, Gary Douglas joining me here. Access Consciousness is the website you want to go to. Uh, Accessconsciousness.com is the website. We're talking about, you know, we're talking about body. We're talking about changes. Uh, We're talking about how to create the lives that we want. Uh, Gary, Dr. Dane, thank you both for joining me here today. Another fabulous show. Thank you so much.
4: Hey, thanks for having us, Pat. And, and and Dr. Pat, it's like, this is such a, like you said, it's such a vital, you know, such a vital topic for people. And most yeah. people don't have the tools to change the things they want to change.
1: That's right. I mean, I can speak for myself. I didn't even have a clue uh, uh, about what the, what's available and what's out there. I got an instant feedback that I'm going to try to decipher. Um, okay. And it is a question about grief. Uh, and its relationship to the body, I believe. But there, it's a two-part question. The first part is grief. Um, how do you know when enough is enough? Meaning, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grieving. I'm grieving the loss of someone, and on the one hand, I'm so tired of it. On the other hand, I'm still having to do the things in my life that I need to get done, especially around the loss and, and the details of life. Um, Can, can you turn the, Oh, I got to follow up. Can you turn this off? Uh, Am I supposed to go through the grieving process the way most books say I need to go? I'm really tired of it.
3: Well, from my point of view, it's like when I was 17, my dad died. Hmm. And it's like I was crying myself to sleep every night wondering what was wrong with me that I couldn't get over the grief. And then finally I went, okay, so what am I actually grieving for? And I suddenly realized what I was grieving about was the change that occurred in my life. Uh. Everything was different. And it wasn't him I was missing as much as the life that had changed. And so it's like when that occurred, I finally realized, oh, so the question, what am I grieving for? potentially unlock you. And if people tell you that you have to go through the grieving process, let everybody gets it different. So you don't have to, and if it makes you feel lighter that you still have a lot of grief to go through, then that's true. And if it makes you feel heavier, mm-hmm. that's a lie. Uh-huh. Yeah, what's true for you will always make you feel
4: lighter. So, you know, there are lots of people that get told, well, you need to grieve and grieve and grieve, right. you know, and that kind of thing. right? But if it makes you feel heavier when you hear that, It's not true for you. Okay. It may or may not be true for the person telling you. People love to give you their answers. You know, sometimes it's a source of caring. Sometimes it's a source of making them right or superior. But regardless, if it makes you feel heavier, it's not true for you. Ask, what is true for me here, and how can I change this? Mm -hmm. And what's it going to
3: take to change this? And that's the thing about looking at your grief from, is it making me lighter to grieve? It wasn't, you know, it's like when I was grieving, Nothing was getting better. As soon as I realized I was actually grieving for the loss of, you know, of the lifestyle I'd had, not for my dad, it's like, oh, my God, did that change things?
1: Yeah. I mean, Suddenly
3: I could move on and yeah. start creating.
1: Well, what I hear you saying is because I've had something similar uh, happen in my life multiple times uh. You know, I've lost my mom when I was seven. I lost my stepmom uh, at, at a very young age. And and so the question then becomes, uh, what I think you're saying is, what are we really grieving? Are we grieving the way things were? And, you know, especially now, the holidays are coming up. And, you know, I lost my sister three weeks ago. Uh, m- many people out there have uh, something that they are thinking about around this holiday time. And I guess the question is, uh, you know, how do we recognize that we're grieving the loss of those things? Uh, And actually, you know, what you said is so important. I mean, if you think about Thanksgiving, right, and how are you going to spend Thanksgiving, there is going to be a uh, heaviness or a lightness to what you come up with. How do you move beyond and create something that isn't heavy? What, what What is that like? How do we do that?
4: Well, I think one of the questions in that particular grieving process yeah. is, you know, how would this person want me to feel about their passing? Oh, right. What would they desire? Am I really honoring them by being this grief-stricken and destroyed, or am I doing something else with this? And and, you know, it's one of the interesting things is, like, when a tree falls in the forest, you know, does everything in the forest mourn, or do the worms go, yay, worm food? Right. Because it's a transition into something different for that being. It's not the end of anything.
3: It's the change of the energy. Mm-hmm. You know,
4: and Gary talks about this. This uh, He had a, some friends. Their um, daughter was in a uh, an accident, and she was in a coma for six months, and she finally passed away. People came up to them, and they were like, oh, it must be so terrible and so horrendous. And Gary walked up, and he said, you know what? He's like, I'm so happy for you. You must finally actually have a sense of peace, knowing that she's no longer in pain. Right. And they just broke down and were so grateful, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like the weight of the world came off their shoulders, because they had already gone through their grieving process. Mm. So one of the things that we do is we try to buy other people's points of view about how this is supposed to look, how it's supposed to feel. But when you're trying to do something that isn't actually true for you, you can't move beyond what's currently going on because you need to go through your own process. So what you want to do is go, okay, what would this be like for me? How would this person desire me to feel in this situation? And what can I do to change this and actually start creating my life again in honoring of them and honoring of me?
1: What a great way to look at that. Uh, what a great way to look at that. Well, that is a fabulous way uh, for us to wrap up t- today, because that is so important for us to remember, especially around those that have passed. Uh, and especially when you're in the heat of taking care of now family affairs with other family members. Right. You guys oh, know yeah. how that can There's get the fun part. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is the fun part. But I think what you said would hold up for that as well. Yeah. You know, if you go to that place and you're in the middle of a battle with your sister or your brother, and you go to the place of, you know, how would mom really want us to handle this? Now, the doors will open. Thank you both for joining me here today. Thank you so much. What a Thanks. great show! Thanks so much, Doctor Pat. Oh Please. wow! Uh, AccessConsciousness.com, everyone. Thank you, Benny, for a great show. And don't rem- uh, don't forget, guys, six o'clock tonight on BBS Radio. We've got another fabulous show with you. We'll see you then.
2: Let's go. Try to swim again put me down upon my knees. Oh I beg, I beg begin, please sing him. Come out of things I said, shoot an apple off my head and trouble the can be. Hey
1: everyone, you're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Don't touch that dial. We'll be beginning a brand new show at the top of the hour with one of our amazing hosts, Transformation Talk Radio. Talk radio to change the world.
5: and the barriers of water became freeways join dr pat as she launches this exciting venture to host a show call 1-800-930-2819 or
1: email host at transformation transformation talk radio a higher consciousness perspective the hosts on transformation talk radio offer a positive and new paradigm shift a new vision for a collective future Hey, everybody, we'll see you there. You're tuned in to Transformation Talk Radio. Think that Dr. Pat shows the cat's meow? Just listen to what some of her transformative guests have had to say. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with?
3: Believe in yourself always. Remember that uh, you are a gift. You are a miracle, and the only way you can return any part of that gift is what you do with it. Live into yourself. Be that miracle.
1: I love it. Eldon Taylor, everyone.
3: And, and thank you, Pat. I love joining you.
5: You're a wonderful host.
1: Thank you, and we're going to bring Eldon back because we, we just haven't even scratched the surface here. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on.
5: Thank you for listening, and keep us tuned in right here on Transformation Talk Radio.
2: Transformation Talk Radio.